0: This is Doctor Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries' podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. The Gospel according to Saint Matthew, chapter twenty-five, and we're going to begin in verse number one, Matthew twenty-five and one, and we're reading from the King James Version. Uh, those of you who have the others, you can just follow along with us. It's, Most of them are saying the same thing. Amen. Matthew 25 at 1, it reads upon this wise Jesus talking. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, we need to preach this again tomorrow. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom is come. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil, because our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with them to the marriage. And the door was closed. Afterwards, came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open us. But he answered and said, verily I say unto you, I don't even know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man will come. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Today, I want to I wanna add a twist to this series. I wanna add a twist to it. And I want to preach to you a message entitled Prepare to Wait. Yeah. Prepare to wait. Look at your neighbor as a neighbor. I'm not only prepared for the great things that's getting ready to happen, I'm prepared to wait for it. Ooh. Prepared to wait. Father, bless this witness. I pray that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, you are my strength and you are my redeemer. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say amen. Amen. Prepare to wait. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. Prepare Prepare to wait. Prepare to wait. Prepare to wait. Around this time, two years ago, I have a bucket list of things that I desired to do for my birthday. My birthday being January the 1st. One of the things on my bucket list two years ago, Sister Tanya, was I desired to go to Times Square to see the ball drop. It was an interesting experience of which I checked off and will never do again. <laughs> never again. But it was a quite interesting experience. Before we went out there, Sister end, I read up and searched throughout the Internet of things that we needed to do and we needed to prepare for in order to adequately be out there and um, see this worldwide event occurring. We searched and researched, and we found all the information. And finally, when we got all our things together, we decided to check into a hotel near Times Square downtown so that we don't have to travel much on the train. But we did have to get on the train, Tamika. And uh, I hadn't been on the train till that time for at least seven, eight years before i have been on New York City subway. When I finally got on the train, I didn't realize... That the MTA transit system was actually the transit system for the demons. <laughs> that is how demons get around New York City. They take the train. Satan was driving it. <laughs> the devil was on. People are riding a train, and I said, "Wow!" Among those who were just demonic and satanic were those who were needy, who needed prayer. I was in a spiritual war right on the train, y'all. I felt the need to pray, lay hands, and cast out devil all at the same time. Right on the train. Finally, we got near Times Square because they closed all of the stops. And we got near Times Square. And uh, we went up past the holder to the street level. And uh, such draws of people were all over the place. I mean, everywhere you turned, you were bumping into somebody. And uh, because it was the winter, we managed to layer ourselves with clothing. We had on thermals, two, three pairs of socks, boots, two, three pair of pants, sweaters, coats, hats, gloves, scarves, you name it. We had it all (laughs) because we wanted to make sure that we were warm while we were waiting for the ball to drop. Actually, it took us from the time we got off the train to the time that we got to the spot to actually see the ball drop was one hour. We stood on several lines. We had to go through several security checks. We was not sure if we were going to get a good spot to actually see the ball drop, but we did. Got a pretty good spot. While getting to the spot, we asked around, where you from, where you from, and all everyone that was uh, around us was from all over the world. We met people from Canada, Australia. We met people from uh, uh, China. We met people from from so many different areas. India, they all came. The police officer asked us where we from. We said New York. (laughs) He said New Yorkers don't come here. (laughs) They watch this on television. So I told him we here represent Brooklyn. (laughs) We we stood there and uh, began to stand there. We stood there for six hours in the same spot. You could not get off the line or you could not get off the spot because if you left, you could not return. So there was no bathroom breaks. There was no breaks to go to get food. They told us to put uh, peanuts uh, to give you some protein in your pocket and eat peanuts while you stood there. We stood there in the same spot for six hours. They was playing with us because the first hour we stood there, they started doing a countdown, 10, 9, 8. I said, wait a minute, it ain't midnight. Then finally they got to 1, they said, five hours left. I said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> they did that for every hour, four hours left, three hours left. And we thought it was gruesome to actually stand here in the same spot for six hours just to see the ball drop. It wasn't as cold as we thought it was going to be. It was actually a little bit warmer than we expected. Jonathan Jr. got tired of standing. He laid out right in the street. He laid on the leg of the lady from Yugoslavia. He laid and put his feet on the man from China. We made family out there that day because J.J. was tired. Pastor Sabrina, in order to make sure that she's warm, she made sure that she was layered with clothing. And that day she actually wore her mink coat so that she could stay warm. But the mink coat meant nothing at that point. When she got tired, with her mink coat on her, she sat down on the ground and said, I'm just tired. She joined JJ, and her head was on the lady from Yugoslavia. Her feet was on the man from China. All of them are sport out. We tired. We weary. We don't know what's going to happen. We can't wait for this ball to drop. And finally comes... 1130, there's an excitement that goes all over Times Square, noise, uh, the television cameras, people are taking pictures, uh, they're getting all kinds of flashlights and hats and, and blowers and noise makers. all kinds of stuff is happening, and we are there to experience it all, take it all in, the last minute of it, we count it down from 60, 10 seconds Nine eight seven six five four three two one, and screamed and hollered, "Happy New Year!" Confetti goes all over the place. Everybody makes noise, kisses and hugs for the new year. We're saying "Happy New Year" to each other, and all of a sudden we had to turn around and go home. I stood and said, "This is it." There must be more. Six hours is a long time to just have thirty seconds of a little something. I was telling everybody, come on, y'all, where's the after party? We got to do something else. They said, no, this is it. Police officers was clearing the streets. Sanitation was cleaning the streets. And we was made to get off the streets. Because they had to get the street back together. It was an amazing thing that I will never do again in life. (laughs) Happy New Year. But we was able to stand there, and we was able to endure it. And while others were wondering how could they go to the bathroom and how could they go and get something to eat or something to drink, we were already prepared. Those six, seven hours of standing was a long time. And our pockets were packs of cashews and peanuts. In our pockets, we had blippy sandwiches. We were prepared for the week. We knew that if we got there at 5, the ball wasn't going to drop to 12. So we had to keep ourselves preoccupied. We charged our cell phones and brought extra charges just in case our phone died to recharge it. We were prepared to wait. We sacrificed time, energy, and effort. We sacrificed finances just to do this crazy thing for once in our life. We were prepared to wait. There's a lot of us that are prepared for a lot of things, but we're not prepared to wait. We expect the ball to drop because we arrived, but it's only scheduled to drop at midnight. It's going to drop when it's supposed to drop. Not a moment sooner, not a moment. It doesn't drop early because you're tired. It doesn't fall early because you're hungry. The ball doesn't fall early because you're tired of standing in the same spot. It falls when it's scheduled to fall. The ball is on time even when you think it's late. The problem was you weren't prepared to wait. How many of us suffer with impatience? Oh, we're going to get you right in 2019. We suffer with impatience because we expect things to happen because we put forth effort. Because we prepared ourselves. Because our ducks are in a row, it's supposed to happen because I want it to. But how many of you understand that God is on a different time schedule? God operates the way he operates. He is sovereign and he moves when he's already scheduled to move. And just because you want it today, he hasn't scheduled it until next week. What you have to learn how to do is wait until next week gets here. I've discovered something. I'm getting through this. I've discovered that the greatest challenge for the believer is not demons, devils, Satan, witches, or warlocks. The greatest challenge for believers is the waiting period. (laughs) Wouldn't it be wonderful to get somebody to say amen to me if when you got saved you went to heaven immediately right after? Wouldn't it be wonderful as as you confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior and gave your heart, your life to God that you went to heaven right there on the spot. That would be a wonderful thing. The challenge is not salvation or getting saved. The challenge for us is staying saved. Waiting for the return of Jesus Christ. While we wait for him, we struggle. <laughs> While we wait for him, we lose faith. While we wait on his arrival, we miss the mark. Oh, God, it's the waiting period. The most challenging thing for the believer is to learn to wait. Because I could stand here today and prophesy to you and speak into your life and declare and decree and and create things prophetically of your future and say, by this time next year, you'll have this, you'll possess that. God will bring you here and take you there. You will get excited off that prophecy. You would get excited off of that word of the Lord. If I told you by this time next year, you'll be debt free and there'll be $1.3 million in your bank account and there'll be $700,000 in your savings account that you're about to turn over for an inheritance and that you're about to turn over into a trust fund and you're about to receive even more money. If I prophesied to you that you'll have three houses, one to live in in seasons and seasons, and then you'll have another house to vacation, if I spoke to you and told you that your whole family is going to be set free and worshiping with you that by this time next year on that road, your whole family will be delivered and set free, in God, you would rejoice with that. You would praise God for that. You would celebrate God for that The challenge is not Receiving the prophecy. The challenge is waiting for it to come to pass <laughs> How many of you have honestly prayed to God Say God you said When is it going to happen But God you told me When is it going to come to pass The challenge is not us receiving And accepting what he said But Lord how long is it going to take For this thing to come to pass have y'all ever prayed the prayer of Lord how long? How long, God, is it going to take for the dream you gave me to come to pass? How long is it going to take? All right, let's tell the truth. This is the last thing. That we might as well tell the truth. Is there anybody in this room that feels like God is taking too long? Uh-huh, uh-huh. He promised it, he said it. We know that he's not a man that he should lie. We know that he's not the son of a man that he should repent. If he spoke it, he's going to make it good. If he said it, he's going to bring it to pass. But God how long are you gonna to take to do it we know God can do it quick fast and hurry I mean my God he made heaven and earth in seven days this is easy all I'm asking for is a hundred dollars God you can do that in a moment in the twinkling of an eye but Lord how long is it going to take for you to bring this thing to pass our challenge is the waiting period we get impatient oh yeah we get impatient look at y'all in traffic With your crosses on the back of your bumper. With your fish signals, uh, come on here. Hanging up over your rearview mirror. Look at at how y'all act in traffic. Look at how y'all act in grocery stores. Look at y'all at Christmas shopping. You couldn't stand when folks moving slow, walking slow. The line was too long. You got to find a shorter line. How many lines did you go in before you found the right line to stand in? No, I'm going to stand in this line because it looks shorter. No, I'm going to stand over here. No, she only got a few items. I'm going to stand over here. Then you went to the express lane and the machine broke and you got mad all over again because you was ready to go. A lot of our impatience is due to our irresponsibility or lack of preparation. You're rushing because you're not time conscious. You're rushing because you're not prepared. And so your rushing demands that you cannot wait. You will not wait. It needs to happen right now. So we live in a very microwavable generation in society where everything must be quick, fast, and in a hurry. We need 30-minute meals. We need 30-second conversations. Our, our communication is only 160 characters because we need to read it, spooze over it, and know what's being said, and keep it moving. We move real fast, and we've not been made to wait. However, though our time and our society and culture has changed, God doesn't. And so he doesn't care how you speed up cooking your meal. He's going to take his sweet divine time. <laughs> God makes you wait. So if you're going to wait for some miracles and some blessings, because you're bound to, the question is, are you prepared to wait? Do you have the necessary fortification within yourself? Do you have it innately to say, I'm going to sit here and wait till my change come? Because some of us, if we feel like we're waiting too long, we convince ourselves that we have to help God out. Look at y'all looking at me on Sunday. If God is taking too long, then, Father, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with my plan B. Because my plan B is going to get me paid. My plan B is going to get me married. My plan B is going to get me hooked up. And, Lord, you're taking too long to send Boaz. Boaz is late. I don't know where he at, and I don't know what he's doing. But, Lord, I need him to come quick, fast, and hurry. And if he doesn't come, if Boaz doesn't get here, I'm going to find somebody else. Even if i got to get Bozo. how many situations have we got in because we were not willing to wait how many things have you taken and accepted because you didn't wait come here let me ask somebody come here uh, Sarah if you wait on the Lord he'll give you what he promised you he promised a child to be born from your womb Sarah says, no, I got a plan B. I'm too old for this, and my husband is old as well. I'll let them lay with my handmaiden by the name of Hagar. So Abraham lays with Hagar, and they get Ishmael. And so instead of waiting on the promise, they rushed it and got a headache. And some of you, instead of waiting on your promise, you done rushed it and got a headache. And now you blame God that he didn't prevent the headache. Are you willing to wait? Are you prepared to wait? There's some people who rushed. Watch this. What was God's will? But you weren't ready to receive it at this time. There is a certain thing of being out of the timing of God. Ooh. There's certain things that you can take prematurely. And if you do it prematurely, it's going to suffer you more damage than it does good. Some of you that know how to bake and know how to cook, you know that it takes uh, the full term for a cake to be baked. Because if you don't allow it, it won't cook all the way through. And you'll be eating pudding instead of cake. If you don't let the food completely process, you could be eating raw food instead of completely cooked food because you were unwilling to wait. What have you got sick over because you wasn't willing to wait? What have messed with your system and caused you to be infirmed because you were unwilling to wait on what God was doing? The full process. Look at your neighbor and help me preach. I'm almost through and say, neighbor, you got to go through the full process. And the full process includes you waiting. It's not going to happen because you want it to. It's not going to happen simply because you want it right now. It's going to happen in the timing of God. I want to encourage somebody that there are great things that's going to happen for you. There's mighty things in 2019 that's going to come to pass in your life. You're going to be so blessed. Let me see if 30 people can receive this. That your head is about to spin. You're going to be so blessed. It's going to be unbelievable of all of the bestowed blessings that God is about to pour out from the heaven's window in your lap. I'm telling you, the things that you're about to receive, it's going to blow your mind. But are you willing to wait for it until the full change come Are you willing to say, Lord, I will tarry here until you get here to give me what you've already desired to get me? I'm prepared the way. Dr. Shaw, how do you actually prepare the way? You actually have to store up some praise. Store some worship come on help me preach to your neighbor they about to turn me off and say hey neighbor while you waiting for a door to open you gotta learn how to worship in the hallway come on while you waiting for God to open the door you gotta learn how to give him praise on the outside until the door opens it's gonna open because he promised it but if it doesn't open today I'm gonna praise him until tomorrow gets here cause tomorrow just may be my day I'm prepared to wait I'm prepared to wait. I'm prepared to put my time in. I'm prepared to be processed. I'm prepared to be fully, watch this, to be fully involved till I see this turnaround come. Watch this. Here in this text, we have a situation, a scenario that Jesus gives us. It is actually a parable. He opens up the parable like this and says, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto, which means it's like. It resembles. It's like this typology, symbolism. The kingdom of heaven is like this. The problem with some of us is we miss the, 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 the uh, parable of Jesus and we call it something when it's like something. He's trying to give you an example and I'm here to tell you that some of you need to understand that you don't just want anything you want what God has determined for you you don't just want a man you want the promised man for can I get the single woman to say amen you don't want just any house you want God's house for you you don't want just any job you want God's job for you and sometimes he tells you that getting it is like this so reality for seven people that were talk back to me the reality is everything that you have gone through has been preparing you to what you're about to receive okay come here david help me preach if you can take care of your father's sheep then you can be the king over the whole nation of israel because taking care of sheep is likened unto being the king over israel <laughs> i want somebody to talk to me because reality is you going through this is likened unto you being wealthy you going through this is likened unto you buying your own house. Y'all heard Deacon Watson had to endure four years of a process in order to buy a house. If you can't work on a job for 40 days, what makes you think you're going to go through a four-year process to buy a house? So going through that job is like an unto buying your own house. And what you're going through right now is a liken unto what you're about to receive later. I don't know who that was for, but you better grab that. Take your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, this is likened unto. What's about to happen next? The kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto ten virgins. I will. Which took their lamps. And went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now to understand this parable, you got to understand Jewish culture in this day and this hour. They was going to a wedding feast, and the wedding feast in the Jewish culture lasts approximately seven days. It was a full week of festivities and celebration and dancing. There were ceremonies at the bride's house and, and women at the house preparing her massaging her, pressing oils upon her to cleanse her body and to prepare her to meet her groom. They would teach her and show her how to be a wife and they would go through days of that and at the groom's house there was other festivities and ceremonies occurring. The men would come around, the patriarchs of the community would come and teach him how to be a husband, a father, provider. He had to prepare his dowry to give to his bride's father to prepare uh, say I'm going to replace the income she was giving you by giving you substance to say Thank you for giving your daughter to me. (laughs) wish we could bring some of this stuff back Uh, and so hallelujah can't have my daughter till you bring dowry so he had to pay a dowry in order to have uh, a man's daughter and so the men would teach him and they would groom him that's where the term comes from they would groom him to be a husband groom him to be a priest groom him to be a father groom him to be a provider he had to go through grooming before he could be a groom You can't be a groom and you're ungroomed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? have to be groomed, you have to be taught, you have to be trained, you have to be developed and it took festivities and celebrations and ceremonies and they would do prayers and they would like, it was a whole bunch of stuff and he says the kingdom of heaven is likened unto this week's festivity watch this, when the bride was waiting for her bridegroom, what would happen is the groom would leave his house and he would go to the bride's house and he would pick her up and they both together would walk to the temple to be married and be wedded together and so he had to go over there, but he could not be released to go pick her up until he was groomed. Until the men of the community were finished with him. Because you don't deserve a wife until you've been schooled. You don't know I'm preaching good. You don't deserve a wife until you've been finished training, until you finish training, until you are ready. Because what's crazy and weird, especially in the United States of America, the marriage license is the only license that you can get and you don't have to take an exam for. You go through no training for you You t- go through no testing for it. And so now, watch this, he had to be tested and trained and developed, and it wasn't until he was ready that he could go get her or go meet her. And so while she was awaiting him, because she didn't go after him, he came after her. He that finds, look at that, right there in that Bible. Ain't that in that Bible? He said, He that finds a wife. She didn't go ahead and say, Are you ready yet? I'm ready. No, 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 no. She didn't bow down on her knee and say, Will you, map Get the devil out of here. You must be two global crazies. No, she stood waited until he came to get her. Ladies of this house, let me give you a secret. Don't you go get nobody. You stand there and wait till he come get you. He that signed, you are worth come getting. You are worth come finding. You don't have to go chasing. Who am I talking to? You don't have to go looking. You don't have to go searching and you definitely better not go selling. You got to sit there and wait until he's been groomed, until he's ready for you, and he ain't coming until he's ready. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that these ten virgins, Lord, untouched, Jesus help us, because sometimes you realize that you can't get married until you've been divorced. There were ten virgins. There were ten untouched. And the Lord says, I can't send him to come get you because you've been touched too many times. And every time you've been touched, we need to go through another process of new cleansing. Oh God. To re-sanctify you and re-cleanse you again. So you can't sleep with somebody one month and marry somebody six months later because you have never been cleansed from the last one you was with. Hallelujah. Can I talk like I'm talking? Because I ain't scared of y'all. Hallelujah. You cannot marry Johnny but you still got buddy in your system. Because now you're fighting with Buddy and Johnny at the same time, and Johnny, like, I didn't do it. You arguing with the wrong man because he's still in your system. She tarried and waited. They tarried and waited for him. They tarried and waited for him. But here's what the scripture says. Jesus drew a line of distinction between the ten virgins. He said five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Watch this. They all are waiting, but some of them are wise and some of them are foolish. Some of them are wise and some of them are foolish. Here's how Jesus drew the line of distinction. He drew the line of distinction because he said that the wise took over. Oil in their lamps and extra oil in their vessel. And the foolish ones had lamps with oils but no extra oil in their vessel. Lord Jesus. So Jesus considers you foolish when you don't have extra. Uh, I didn't call you a fool. Jesus called you a fool. When you don't store up something extra, that's foolish. Because you haven't prepared yourself to wait you think that he's going to come according to your timeline you think that he's going to come according to your schedule you think that he's going to come because you prayed snot and blue bubbles what you don't realize is that he's determined that you must wait until he arrives and so five of them are wise and five of them are foolish and the wise and foolish are distinctive because the foolish did not have anything extra look at your neighbor and said what do you have extra? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters I need to tell y'all a secret That there are going to be some things That's getting ready to occur Occur. If you don't have extra You're going to be in trouble Oh God, let me I wish we had some sister talk. I wish we had some old-fashioned houses in here. Because you know, old-fashioned houses in the cupboard, you always kept some extra. Mama always taught us keep some extra sheets and towels. You never know who's gonna come over. Keep some extra food because you never know who you're gonna have to cook for. Always keep some extra money. Never spend your last piece of money. You always keep some extra money because you don't know if somebody don't drive you home, at least you got enough car to get yourself home. You have some extra, extra. Look at your neighbor said, the time and the season of you coming down to your last is over. This is the time and the season where you're going to begin to store up extra. Because you don't know when times will going to get rough and time will going to get hot. That's where the term saving some for a rainy day came from. Because just in case it started raining, I done stored up some. I done put some aside. I done saved some. Come on here. Because when times get rough, you ain't going to see me begging because I've saved. Save some. Save some for later. You don't know what's bound to happen, but if you spend your last, you have nothing left. It's foolish not to have extra. It's foolish to take your money and just throw it out. It's foolish to spend till your account gets overdrawn. It's foolish to spend until you have zero balance. Some of you watch this. Your your new zero needs to be a number. Your new zero needs to be a 100. Your new zero needs to be 50. In other words, when your account gets down to $50, it's as if you have zero. I ain't got nothing. No, I ain't got nothing. But you got $50 in there. That ain't $50 for you. That's $50 just in case. Come on here. You need to have a new zero. I'm teaching y'all financial principles. I'm going to help you be debt-free. You got to have a new zero in your account. Never spend your last. Because while you're waiting, something is liable to happen. Oh, Have y'all lived long enough to know something always happens? Have, have y'all lived long enough to know? Come on, Sister Robin, help me preach. Something always happens. On schedule, I wasn't even prepared for this. This wasn't on the agenda. Come on here, but something always Paula happens. I discovered you got to be prepared for the something. Am I talking right, sister Taylor? You gotta be prepared for what you didn't plan for. How do you plan prepare for what you didn't plan for? You store up extra. That's how you prepare for what you didn't plan for you carry extra <laughs> that's how you prepare for what you didn't plan for you carry extra and Jesus said if you don't you're foolish you're foolish you're foolish you're foolish. And he said, father wise, father foolish, because the wise took extra oil, but the foolish didn't take any extra oil. But the part I like, this is the verse I like. I like verse number five. Verse number five blesses my entire soul, because he called them wise, and he called them foolish. But in verse number five, he says, while the bridegroom tarried, took a long time, while they had to wait, it says, they all slumbered and slept. that means Lamont that he says some of y'all are wise and some of y'all are foolish but while I took a long time all of y'all went to sleep which means even wise people go to sleep <laughs> which means even foolish people go to sleep and so that there is a contention that all of us are susceptible to slumbering and sleeping don't you look at me on your righteous nose and think that you dot all your eyes across all your t's, and think you better than me because when it comes down to the wire we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God your neighbor said we all fell asleep on the job We all have missed the mark I love this because Jesus is the equalizer He puts everybody on the same playing field It rains on the just as well as the unjust Don't think because you speak in all them German and French and Italian tongues That you better than me All of us slumber All of us sleep All of us have missed the mark And they all slept Even the wise Everybody got tired Holler at your neighbor and say you ain't the only one (laughs) Come on honey You ain't the only one going through You ain't the only one dealing with something back at the house You ain't the only one tired All of us tired All of us have gone to sleep All of us have dropped the ball All of us have missed the mark Watch this, all of us have gotten to a place That we need more grace The thing that bothers me Is some church folk who act like they never slumbered or slept yeah. Yeah. I, I, got, I got I got problems I got issues with the individual that's why folks don't like to talk to me let me tell you why they don't like to talk to me because I level that playing field if you never come to me, talk to me about somebody I am the kind of individual that will turn around and say you know, that's true but what did you do? <laughs> and where did you fall short? The, the people don't like to talk to me. They don't bring me nonsense to other, about other people because I'm the person who says that you, you really can't talk about them because uh, you're talking about them sleeping around and being promiscuous but you don't know that I know about your abortion. You, see, you can see. You can't talk about nobody. You can't talk about nobody. You, you ain't got no business trying to check nobody and trying to spread no rumors against nobody because I know you used to smoke crack and you still smoke weed and try to keep the high. I, I know your story. I know your drama And look at your neighbor and say hey neighbor I'm too imperfect to be so critical I ain't got no permission To be blaming you and talking about you Because I got too many things I need God to grace me for We all slumbered and slept All of us Judging you Who am I to judge you I really can't I really can't and I've discovered that judgmental people is actually putting up a defense mechanism, so you won't see their stuff. It's really, it's really a, a flashlight to try to shine the light on others, so that you won't see the damage of themselves. Oh God! So the more you tell about me, Is the more you're revealing of how flawed you are. Yeah. Yeah. Slap your neighbor. Said we all slept. Jesus leveled the playing field with everybody. Y'all wise, y'all foolish, but all y'all slept. All y'all got tired. All of y'all got weary. All of you missed the mark. But it's okay. The Bible says, yes sir, it says, but while they all slept (laughs) at midnight, the breaking close of one and the opening of another midnight there was a cry and the bible says the bridegroom was coming and the cry went out to go meet him problem that we have is people are so sleep they can't hear the cry The cry was to say, he's coming. But you are in such a deep sleep. You are so filled with self-gratification that you cannot even hear that the bridegroom is coming to get you. You are so asleep that you can't even hear that what you prayed for is on its way to come get you. was made at midnight the bible says that they got up and shook themselves and said we got we got to go meet the bridegroom we got to get ourselves ready but when the virgins started trimming their lamps and they picked up their lamps that had oil in it and they lit the lamp the wise realized that the oil had gone out They says, well, that's all right. They simply went into their vessels and they put extra oil in the lamp and they lit it and the light began to shine. The foolish got up too and they picked up their lamps, but they noticed when they lit their lamps, it wouldn't stay lit because there's something about sleeping and slumbering that will put your light out. (sighs) There's something about slumbering and sleeping that will put your light... See, what most people don't understand is that our lights used to shine. It was the slumbering and sleeping that put my light out. y'all talked last Sunday it was something that I did it was something that I entertained yes sir it was something that I heard it was something that I let beyond my ear gates and my eye gates and my mouth gates it was something that I let in my space that put my light out but how many of y'all today got testimony, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Tell your neighbor, you better let your light shine and make sure that you don't entertain things that put your light out. You keep messing with that man, he going to put your lights out. You keep messing with that relationship, it's going to put your lights out. You go ahead and keep making moves that God has ordained for your life, it's going to put your light out here's the grace here's the grace is that while I waited I stored up some extra oil because I'm likely to fall I'm likely to miss the mark but the grace is my light can be relit oh god can I praise right here I feel like dancing off that what's wonderful about God is that even though I something that put my light out. He will grace me to light it again. Hallelujah. He will allow me another chance to light it again. But in order to keep it lit, I had to have oil come on here to keep the wick moist so that the light can stay on. And the reason why Sister Tanya, some folks light went out is because they didn't have no oil. Stop lighting a dry wick oh who am I talking to in 2019 you gotta get rid of the dry wicks because there's no the moisture of his oil, you cannot keep your candle lit, alright let me say it so y'all can understand it, why did you have good service on Sunday, but you cussing by Sunday night, and you screwing around by Monday afternoon, it's because your wick is dry, because you ain't got no oil, but if you had some oil in that bad boy, you would look at some people and say, I ain't even been bothered with you, you would look at some temptations and say, you ain't even worth the thrill, because you're not worth my oil, I need you to slap three folks and say, you ain't worth my oil, Doing what I want to do ain't worth my oil. Saying what I want to say ain't worth my oil. Because when I need my candle to be lit, I'm going to need this oil. And I can't be wasting oil on situations that's not going to glorify Him. challenge your neighbor says, Stop wasting your oil. You ain't got no extra oil. You ain't got nothing that's gonna keep it lit. You ain't gonna oh God. Young people hashtag this, stay lit. You're gonna have to get lit and stay lit. You're gonna have to get ready and stay ready. You're gonna have to get to a place where you understand God. I know that I'm liable to fall. I know I'm liable to mess up. I know I'm liable to sin, but I'm gonna store up some extra oil. I'm gonna store up some extra that just in case I'm having a bad Sunday, just in case I don't feel like praising. I didn't praise them so much. That I could use some of that extra oil. Do you know why some of y'all are going through what you're going through? Is because you ain't got no extra oil. If you praise him when things were going well, if you holler when your bills were paid, if you worship him while things were going right, when things go wrong, God said, I'll pull from the season of when it was going right and you still praise me. I'll pull from that time when it wasn't going your way and you worship me. You gotta start some at- Look at your neighbor and say, Hey, neighbor, I gotta throw some extra I gotta scream a little louder I gotta shout a little harder I gotta wave a little bit ridiculous because I'm putting up some extra timber I'm putting up some extra oil just in case I wanna I wanna lift my hands now while I can yeah because if there ever comes a day where I can't lift my hand God will remember the day that I did y'all ain't said nothing yet see I want to scream and holler right now because just in case in my future I'm in the hospital with tubes in my mouth and I can't get a scream out I want him to remember when I hollered when I had it Shout while I got my good legs. Because just in case my legs don't work, he can remember when I stored up some extra. Hey! Ladies and so you better do it now while it's working. Yes. Wow. Work it while it works. Work it while it works. Because if there ever comes a day when you can't do it, I need God you to remember when I did do it. I want you to remember when I can't use my legs, the day I gave you my legs. I want you to remember the day I can't lift my hands to the day I did lift my hands. I want you to remember God. If you don't do it now, no extra. If you don't do it now, your light goes out. There's nothing to draw from. The old folks used to say, I'm building up some timber. I'm storing it up. Because if there comes a day that I need this, God could pull on my record and say they're in this hospital bed, but they're a praiser. God can, pull, God can pull some extra. Come on, when all your bills are paid, when you got some extra money in the account and you still bless them and you still praise them, the day you get broke, God said, I got to take care of them. Hallelujah. Because they could have spent that money on themselves and they still were tithed. They still gave their offering. They could have spent a riotous living, but they still honored me. I got to bless them. Hallelujah. I got to provide for them. Hallelujah. I got to pay their bills because they stored up some extra. And, and they put and they put the oil the foolish had no oil the wise put oil in their lamps and the foolish noticed that the wick won't light they're trying to light it but there's no oil. There's noise, but no oil. There are praise breaks, but it's no oil. We done filmed it, it's on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, but it's dry. And we wonder why. We can't stay kept. Uh Uh Because there's no... There's nothing wrong with the lighter. Uh Uh The problem is the vessel ain't got no oil. I stopped wondering whether I was preaching good enough. Determined by the response of the people. Because there's nothing wrong with the lighter. The vessel ain't got no oil in it. So you're not responding because there's no oil. My light is lighting. You just have no oil to respond to the flicker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there's something wrong with your wick. Not the lighter. Not the lighter. <laughs> Let me help somebody. Be confident. Do something else because you ain't got married now because ain't nothing wrong with the lighter it's the rich you trying to light ain't got no oil you gotta know that there ain't nothing wrong with you it's who you trying to light that ain't got what you need in this season Zakiya can I appreciate y'all you gotta make sure that you hook around people They stay lit. Come on. I ain't got time to keep encouraging you every week and every day. I gotta know when I like you, you stay lit. glorified emotional babysitting that we doing, this rubbing on the back and smoozing over. Oh y'all, y'all pray for me. I know some of y'all got that grace. I ain't got that grace yet. That's why I need prayer. Because I think there's time to do this emotional babysitting. When I light you, I need you to burn. When I light you, I need you to be on fire. If I told you I love you, I would send the truth. If I got to tell you every day, you don't believe me, but you don't believe nobody. Because you don't even love yourself. If I got to smooze you over all the time, because something wrong with your wick. Yeah. <laughs> something wrong with your wick you know how i know because there's some people i lit that's still lit there's some people i connected with they still lit there's some people i hooked up with and they still on fire why you ain't still on fire it ain't me ain't nothing happening. They dry. dry. But he said he'll provide rivers in the desert. But you got to let them make a way out of no way. You got to let them do it. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to let them do it. They tried to light their lamps and they could not or rather would not light because there was no oil. Which means like some of y'all did with your cars. They left their lamps on while they were asleep. You know, if you leave the lights on while the car is sitting, it'll run the battery. So they kept it lit while they were asleep. And by the time they woke up, there's no oil. So now they are in an emergency. I'm good to go. Now it's a state of emergency because the bridegroom is coming. We heard the cry. We got to move quick now. We don't know where to get some oil because the bridegroom is coming. And now we got to get some oil. We done had 365 days to store up oil, but watch tomorrow night. Everybody going to run in here looking for some oil, trying to get some at the last minute just in case the next year come in and they ain't got no oil you? y'all gonna have to stop this last minute shopping you gonna have to stop this last minute irresponsible living and you gonna have to start preparing yourself come on here and stop doing it at the last, the spirit of the last minute the spirit of the procrastinator I cast it off and out of your life that you gonna be prepared for what God has for you Now, now we gotta move. We gotta move fast now. Now it's an emergency. Now it's an emergency. And watch this. And the only place that we could find some oil, Sister Penn, is those who had extra. So we looked around and we located some oil, but it's in the possession of those who are wise enough to have some extra. And so now what you have folks doing is they become spiritual leech because you have kept prayer life and because I failed to pray now I want to leech off your oil of prayer because I didn't pray. Now I want to leech off you and I need you to prophesy to me till four o'clock in the morning because I failed to lay my face before the Lord and to hear his voice for myself. Y'all gotta be careful that you don't look to be so gifted and talented that you don't need your ego stroke so much that people demand you to perform your talent and your ability only because they've been irresponsible. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, your irresponsibility is not my assignment. assignment. It's not my fault you were irresponsible. They said, come have, can we have some of your oil? Can we get some of your oil? Can we get some of your oil? Can we get some of your oil? Give us some of your oil. Now, Jesus is giving this parable, y'all. Give us some of your oil. Give us some of your oil. The wise said something. That totally blessed my life because for the first time we see a selfless God speaking permissible selfishness. Jesus' entire ministry was selfless. Yeah. It's always about other people. Yeah. It's always giving to others. But there comes a time that I cannot waste my oil. There comes a time where, watch this, even I, even the anointed, even the gifted cannot tap out to their last. There comes a time that I've got to be selfish and say, what about me? Yeah. I've been here for you I supported you watch this and you had the same opportunities that I had you were in the same service that I was you prayed to the same God that I prayed to you read the same Bible that I read you were afforded the same opportunity you cannot leach off me because then both of us can't be and I question. Who in this room is topped out because you keep making somebody else irresponsibility your emergency? He permits me because Jesus is giving this parable. He permits me to be selfish. Don't you give it to him. I know can, I can't give it to you. The reason why I can't give it to you is because you had the same opportunity. Children, stop telling me. Stop telling me the teacher failing you. When you were sitting in the same class that other people who passed. Stop telling you can't. It's hard. It's hard to say that when other people in your class pass. Now, if everybody failed, then let's t- take the teacher to the board. But if there's somebody in there past, I wonder why did they get it? And you didn't. You had the same opportunity. But you let distractions. You let irresponsibility. You allowed your circumstances to talk to you. I love you. But right now I've got to be selfish. Because I gotta go meet them. Have you missed destiny? Tending to the wounds of those who were irresponsible. Have you missed your moment? Because somebody was emotionally distraught because they got in what you told them to get out of. I told you, that's how I told you too. I told you just like that. Preach with me, Alric. I love it. said not so oh I got a word for about 30 screamers 2019 is my year of not so come on help me speak your tongues outward 2019 is my year of not so no more no, no no we're not gonna do that this year look look at your neighbor say not today not this year and next year don't look good either no this is my year of not so Not so Not so devil Not so Not so Not so so. 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 We're not giving it to you We're not giving it to you Here's here's how good Here's how good the wise were Lamont The The wise were so wise They gave them advice and counsel They said go And buy From those who sell I'm not giving you mine Watch this Because you can go and buy I love that word For them that sell Which means oil I'm about to run y'all Must be purchased It costs something I'm tired of wasting my oil on people who ain't got no price tag. You ain't got no sense of value. You had no sense of sacrifice. Look at your neighbor and my oil cost me something. I had to pay for this. I had to cry for this. I had to suffer for this. The reason why I got oil is because I almost died for this. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I had to pay for this oil. It I come cheap, I didn't get here overnight, I was processed. My olives have been crushed. Now you want me to give to you for free what I paid for? You want me to give you for free what I paid full, full price for? Oh Not so. Not so. You know why these new gifts can't preach worth the hill of Hilo beans? Because they ain't got no oil. You know why they ain't got no oil? Cause they ain't paid no price. God help us I said when you pay a price you understand the value of oil you don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box so when you understand what I went through to get here when you understand the calamity you understand the trial and the fighting honey it was a fight for me to get to church today it was a war emotionally just to step in the house of God and you think I'm going to give you away for free what I had to pay years for the devil and his bald head and mama's a liar slap your neighbor high five and say go buy for yourself if you suffer a lot, If you go through the glory of the latter shall be greater than that of the former. But you gotta suffer something. What have you gone through? Did you pay for that oil? Watch this. Or did you pray for that oil? P-R-E-Y you pay for that oil or did you pray for that oil? Go Go buy for yourself. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, there are some things in 2019 you're going to have to do for yourself. Let me deliver you and deliver me at the same time. Stop blaming your pastor for it. Stop blaming these other folks for it. Stop blaming, come on here, your mama, your daddy for it. There are some things you're going to have to do for yourself. Pay the price. And while the foolish went to go buy, they went to go purchase, which is insane to me, Sydney. Because it means all the while, they had money. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. You had resources Sorry. to purchase. See? You, the whole time, you could have done this yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But you used me. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who I'm preaching to. But you used me because you had the resources you had the opportunity but you asking for mine now you mad because I said no I gotta go I started learning the lesson of who was really with me when I started using the word no No is a powerful word. Because if you could take my no and still love me, you would ride or die. But if my no offends you and you now convince that I don't love you and I don't support you, when I got record and history to prove that I do, Then my no simply revealed that you were only with me as long as I was saying yes. I'm going to really mess up, but I love this job. Sweetheart, precious daughters of this house, tell him you're not giving him the cookies anymore. If he really wants you, he'll stay. If he only wanted the cookies, he'll leave. When you say no... You'll see who really wanted you. Watch this, but then be prepared to wait. to wait. They said, go buy for yourself. The foolish went and started buying. They went to purchase. While they purchased, the bridegroom came. The one that was wise that had extra oil met him And went into the marriage feast. When they went into the marriage feast, they closed the door. Now you got to understand what this means. The marriage feast is the consummation. What they would do in the Jewish custom is that they would spread out a white sheet on the ground. The groom and the bride will consummate the marriage. Because she is a virgin, blood will be extracted from her body. The blood stain was the symbol of consummation. The priest would come out with bloody sheets saying that this has been consummated. While they went into the feast to consummate, (laughs) while they went in to become one, they still at the store. The door closed while it was at the store. They missed the door. They rush in from the store and get there and the doors closed. They want to get in, but can't. I'm already becoming one with who was ready. I'm already becoming one with who was prepared. Let us in. Let us in. He uses the word I don't know you. Notice, that's the biblical word knowledge of sex. Which means I can't be intimate with you because you're unprepared. I don't know you. Who tries to rush into his presence? And he says, I can't be intimate with you. You weren't prepared for me. And you're trying to just run into my presence to get something from me because you want treasure without commitment. I don't know you and I won't know you until you want me and not what I have. Prepare for me. Fast and pray. Commit yourself. Don't get holy on Sunday morning because you're going to Sunday worship. Stay holy all week long. Prepare for me. And then I'll know you. But while you at the store. Trying to get wet ready. Trying to put all that makeup on. Look like a Sunday saint. Your clothes in the right place. I came in, watch this at praise and worship you came in at offering the door was already closed and now you want to be intimate and you late cause you're not prepared you want me to rush and rewind time cause you were irresponsible with time where were you Where were you when I was ready? Where were you when I came for you? I told you to meet me at 10. Mm. Can I tie this thing together? Oh, because service is long. And we may not get out till a little after two. And I don't want to be in there all day. So I'm going to come in there. So I'm only in there for hours. so. But when you come at 10, you got to be prepared to wait. Yes. Wow. You done told everybody I may be here for a while. I'll put the time off because I'm prepared to wait in this presence. I'll wait for you until you show up, until you... My change comes. I'll wait. And I'm used to waiting for you. And I don't have problems waiting for you. Because all week long I've been worshiping. I get up in the morning and I pray. And I worship. So I'm used to this tarrying. I'm used to this. It's not strange to me. (laughs) Sunday morning service is not long to them who do it all week long. What if what you're praying for doesn't come till 2020? Are you prepared to wait? Oh, he didn't say it was denied. He just said you gotta wait for it. It's happening. But are you prepared to wait? You know what I had to discover? Thank you for playing minister. You good, you you anointed. You know what I discovered about waiting? Is that he examines my attitude yes. uh-huh. while I'm waiting? Uh-huh. He's working on me. He's working on me. Yeah. Right. Parents, you ever told y'all children to do something and they halfway through it together? Yeah. You told them clean that room and they throwing stuff over there. It's not you doing it because you are doing it, but the attitude, how you're doing it, yeah. is jacked up. It's going to make me whoop you just because your attitude. God says, I'm only causing you to wait because I want to see how you act. I want to see if you're going to get mad at me because I'm taking long. I want to see if you're going to store some extra oil. What's your attitude like while you're waiting? Are you prepared to wait? I ain't got time to go on it, but Corinthians talk about he's giving you ministry, but wait on your ministry. He's giving you teaching, but wait on your teaching. Oh, God has called you. But how many preachers we got out there that went instead of being sent? Because they were unwilling to. It's It's not that you're not a pastor. You're not one now. It's not that you're not a prophet. You're not one now. You are unwilling to wait. But while you wait, keep your oil. when he puts a demand on you you're going to have to have that oil and it's going to have to be burning we're going home but I need a few folks in this place that says God I'm willing to wait <laughs> you're examining my character you're checking my attitude you're working on me God I'm going to wait till my change come. And the way I'm going to prepare is I'm going to store up this oil. I'm going to store up this praise. And I'm going to store up this worship. I'm going to store up I'm waiting, but I'll be fasting and I'll be praying. It ain't come yet, but I'll be at this altar. That's where you're going to find me. I'll be at this altar. i am be in my Bible. God, I, I, I know I get impatient sometimes, but God, I won't cry and... And kick a fit and a tantrum come on saints come on saints come on oh god i know you're gonna make me a homeowner and i know i know there's a mate out there for me i know i'm gonna get married and i know i'm gonna be debt free i know i'm gonna be a millionaire I know, I know there's a place out there for me. I just don't know when it's gonna come. But God, I'm prepared to wait. I'm prepared to wait. I'm prepared to see. Come on, I need some five wise versions in this place that got some extra oil. That for the next 45, 60 seconds, that you start worshiping all over this building. That you start lifting up the name of Jesus. Oh, trust me, I'm tired, but I'm willing to wait. Yeah, I'm a little weary, but I'm willing to wait. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. All I know is that it's going to happen. But God, I'm going to wait. I won't rush the process. I won't commit the sin of Sarah. I won't use Hagar when you want to use my room. God! Will it away I'm finished I'm through But I need some worshippers in here I need about 25 people Who would open up their mouth And say God I'm prepared to wait I gotta be honest God By now I thought it would come I gotta be honest God By now I thought it would happen for me I thought by this age I would have it I thought by this stage in life I would be there already but, Lord, for whatever the reason, you got me in a waiting period. You got me in a holding pattern. For whatever reason. But, God, I'm going to wait. I'm ready to wait. I'm ready to wait. I'm going to get myself together. I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I'm going to get down on my prayer bones. And, God, I'm going to wait. God, I'm going to wait. You're going to find me in your presence. You're going to find me at the altar. You're going to find me at the throne of God. When trouble eyes I hey, 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 hey. They that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Yes, yes. They shall mount up on wings. an eagle they shall run and not get weary they shall walk and faint not wait on the lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen you my strength is in the weight i don't know who this is for but the scripture says your strength is in your weight He shall strengthen thine heart when I say on the Lord. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.